What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Praise Podcast. My name is Eric Lade. So glad to have you choosing to listen to us today, wherever it is, whether you are running on a treadmill right now, you are sitting in your car in a Southern Illinois traffic jam, which we know are just brutal. The Southern Illinois traffic around here, awful. But wherever you are listening to, however you are listening today, we are so thankful, so happy that you have chosen to join us today. It is season two, episode two. So uh, if you are joining us for the first time, we've got a whole other season. That's right. Season one is available. You can just click the drop down link and you can catch up on all the praise podcast episodes from season one. But if you have listened to them all, then welcome to season two, episode two. We have got uh, what I think is going to be a fun one today. We are excited because Brooke and I have a guest in here that we will get to in just a little bit, but we are excited to have a What's Your Story episode coming to you today. But before we get to that, of course, I'm going to remind you to leave ratings and reviews. You know, I got on there the other day, Brooke, to our Apple podcast. Yeah. And they are actually doing it. They We had jumped from really? like... We had jumped from like just a few ratings to like uh-huh. sixteen, which no is way. still not a lot. But <laughs> sixteen people. Yeah, but uh, so sixteen That's of cool. you, there you go. thank you. Um, probably one of those is my mom, so it's actually only fifteen of you. Um, but yeah, still, we really appreciate when you leave a rating review. And if you're listening on like Apple Podcasts or uh, YouTube or Google, however you might be listening, all you have to do is just scroll down and it says rate this podcast you just click the five star because why give anything less and then uh, you're done and you can type something out if you want to but you don't even have to type anything you can just simply rate it and that helps this podcast get seen and heard by more people so we appreciate all of you that have done that and by all of you we mean like the 15 of you that have done that Um, but we really appreciate you leaving ratings and reviews Brooke what's up how are you feeling Feeling good. So, Brooke, is mm-hmm. uh, as of today, you are almost 35. Yeah, 35 weeks tomorrow. Yeah. So, and what's funny is we, I don't know, should we tell them what we're doing? Yeah, like we right should. Now? Okay. Let's so, we are just like putting some episodes in the vault. So that way, um, because I have FOMO, it is real. Um, I wing to a seven. I'm not a seven mm-hmm. anymore. I wing to a seven. No. I'm an eight wing seven now. I've we've changed decided. You. <laughs> You've changed me. No, but the seven in me is like, oh man, I don't want you to do a podcast without me just because I had a baby like that's lame so anyways <laughs> we're gonna put some episodes in the vault um just so they can be ready um for and through maternity leave but um yeah so as of today I am one day away from being 35 weeks pregnant which means that within the next three weeks um no one will be here because either way we'll have a c-section at 38 weeks um if he if he doesn't come before yeah. then so it's, I told Brooke it's earlier, so she has 11 days. Yeah. 11 it's days birthday? because that's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. And that's when, no, like, I just, that's when he's coming. So I know there's zero doubt in my mind. My favorite part so. is like, if people, you know, well, you know, Eric, you know, Maria. Um, Eric and Maria act like brother and sister and it is mm-hmm. seriously really funny. And sometimes I get very concerned though, too, because you guys can be very brutal. And like with this Nolan situation <laughs> on the whole February 6th thing, she flies out, she'll be in California. Yeah. On the 6th of February. And you're like, well, no one's going to be born on the 6th of February. And Marie's mm-hmm. like, he can't be if I'm not here. And yeah. so you guys have truly been battling it out in prayer and fasting. Yeah. And I can't, I can't wait to see who's going to win. I can't wait to Who does God love her? more? Yeah. I can't wait to interrupt her <laughs> s'mores on the beach. It's so And funny. she gets to call and says, hey, by the way, Brooke's in labor and it's February 6th. And you're like, I'm up here at the hospital yeah. and you're not. And you're not. You're sitting on the beach, which I I'll also, be honest, I would trade her. I would I would come back. You know, yeah. you don't need you don't need me at the hospital anyways. No, like, no, so. no. But, you know, Hayden 
might. Hayden, Hayden, Hayden might. might. Yeah, Hayden might need me to hold his hand. That is correct. That is good. I well, also really love that the last like mm, X amount of podcasts we've started out by baby updates. I know. Well, people no? want to know. Let's <laughs> really be honest. Sweet. Like some of our top episodes are when you talk about just your stuff. Oh so my gosh. I'm what, not, the two times in yeah, a year we've I'm done not, that? I'm not naive enough to know that. Like I know what the people want to hear. <sighs> that's so funny. And it's about your life. They yeah. can care less about what I have to yeah. say. And that's fine. But they want to hear about Brooke and baby Nolan. That's so hilarious. give the people <laughs> what, they, what want. they want. I mean, that, I mean, Nate's over there updating his Twitter right now. Just yeah, he is. Live updating. <laughs> Which, so, speaking of Nate, dun, of, dun, dun, dun. Hey, hey. We've got Nate Carter. Nate Carter is in the house, uh, which we'll get more introduction in there. But uh, one of the things uh, we like to do that we did in season one that we want to do more of in Mm -hmm. season two is just give you an opportunity uh, to learn about uh, some of the people that we get to serve alongside as a part of our uh, creative arts ministry. So if you attend Central, then you know Nate. Uh, You've seen Nate on our stage. If you don't attend Central, Nate is one of our um, worship volunteers. He um, sings, and he's got a background in a lot of other stuff that he doesn't like to always talk about and share because he's one of those humble, humble guys. But uh, Nate uh, is just super gifted, talented guy that um, we have the the opportunity to serve alongside, and so we're going to get to hear some of his story now. Nate actually has been on um, the Central Weekly podcast, mm-hmm. which is the one uh, in our. Uh, central podcast network that Jared and John do and I couldn't if I was smart I would have like looked up the episode and the um, all that but we'll maybe like put a note in there so you can because I'm sure some of what Nate's going to talk about today is going to kind of update some of the information that he talked about on that episode so uh, if you haven't checked out you should go back find the the Carter episode his wife Callie was on that as well I don't remember what the name of it was I don't either but we'll we just call look. it the yeah we can yeah, find we'll out. find out it's but been a hot minute too since been. that one released so it has been but you can go back mm-hmm. Central Weekly and check that out but Nate is uh, one of our volunteers so again if you attend Central you know Nate if you don't then uh, that's why Nate's here is because he's one of our excellent volunteers yeah. that we get that to, if you don't know you should with. and if you don't yeah and then <laughs> if you don't get to know Nate you're lost mm. Your yeah, just your loss. So, Nate, welcome to the Praise Podcast. It's taken a whole season. For it me has to get taken here. a whole season, but I'm here finally. But you are here. You've made it. <laughs> um, I know that you've just been, you know, like our people trying to get with your people, yeah. and it's yeah. just been, you know, it just didn't line up in season one. But I'm a faithful listener. You are. I you, enjoy it. You are a faithful listener, which we appreciate. That. Have you left a rating or review? Uh, I don't think I have. Not that not, faithful. Not that faithful then. Uh-huh. Outed. Yeah. So Nate's a liar. That's the... No, hey, I listen to this while I'm driving, so yeah. it's kind of hard for That's me That's true. To, we wouldn't want you to be on your yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There it is. So uh, Nate, since you're a faithful listener, you know one of the things we like to do on the Praise Podcast is a little thing called Song Spotlight. We so almost need like a theme song intro for when yeah. we do this. Of all the years we've done this, or well, not years, but just all the episodes, episodes. we've done, you would think that I would take the time <laughs> to do that, but that's like... But with what time? That's just a little above and beyond that I haven't quite yet been willing to go, but... Um, uh, we could just sing it ourselves every time, live. We could. That would be <laughs> something. Do you want to start? No. Okay. That's okay. what I thought. <laughs> So, Nate, since you are our guest, we'll let you go first. So, our song spotlight, if you are new, song spotlight just uh, is a uh, song that um, we've been listening to a bunch that's been uh, played a lot, and we think it's a song that you should listen mm-hmm. to as well. So, Nate, yeah, so I have to I have to start out by apologizing to Eric because I gave you a super hard time. Uh, the past few episodes when you and your buddies, uh, I think it's just because you guys were buddies, but. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we're doing radio songs. You, like, you and did. how does a worship leader like radio songs? You did. You you actually sought me out. I think. Yeah, one day yeah. To I talk think to I did about this. And and so sometimes I just sit at home and like watch YouTube worship videos. Yeah. And this one came up, and it's been on the radio for a long time. But this is a different version. And that is called Joy in the Morning by Torin Wells. Joy in the Morning. Uh, but he has remixed that, redone that, whatever you want to say, uh, with Elevation Worship. Okay, I've been seeing that a bunch recently yeah. on their social and, media. And sometimes, you know, when you do a song differently, it, it comes out differently. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, Joy in the Morning, uh, one portion of it, uh, that kind of strikes me, and it, and it, and it's probably because where we've been through this this season of life um, is a portion that's that says, "There's new mercy every morning. Hold on till you see the sun. Sing through the night. Lift mm. your eyes. Joy is on the horizon." Mm. And uh, that just kind of hit hard with me. There's a few other lyrics in there. Um, It starts out, everything happens for a reason, but you don't know what you don't know. Mm. And you'll never have peace if you don't let go of tomorrow. And so in my story here in a little bit, you know, we, we went through a long season of waiting. And and it kind of, you know, everything happens for a reason. I, I kind of feel like I know why that season was so long uh, at this point. And so that's... That's why. That's how I got to that song. And and, and when I when I get to a song, it's mm-hmm. like just on repeat, repeat, repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, all the time. Um, before that was Brandon Lake, Essential Worship. Yeah, like four songs there that are just awesome. But Joy in the Morning, Torn Wells, Elevation Worship, definitely that version of Joy in the Morning. Was it? What was the lyric there? Was it Sing Sing Through the Night? What, what was it? Uh, there's new mercy every morning. Hold on till you see the sun. Sing through the night. Mm-hmm. Lift your eyes. Joy is on the horizon. I feel like that's perfect for like <laughs> parenthood, <laughs> like <laughs> newborn stage. Mm-hmm. I need to listen to this song. Yeah. You're <laughs> like going to be singing just, through some nights. Truly, yeah. I can just picture mm-hmm. myself being miserable at 3 a.m. Like, oh, my gosh, what a mm-hmm. blessing. But then also yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know, you're... Going, I'm like going crazy, but then it's also like sing through the night. <laughs> so I said, I received that word. The Lord knows what I'm yeah. dealing with. So there was that's definitely funny. nights that we've been singing through, yep. you know, the month or two there, mm-hmm. uh, there in the end of our adoption process that, um, you know, this song would have been perfect for it yeah. at that time. But there was other to- there was other songs that we were singing through there. That I love that God does that. that. He always gives you. He worship is just so cool like that in songs. Yeah. Now yeah. I just look back at it and. And just and just grateful, you know, for mm-hmm. for that season and and for the how you know how it, mm-hmm. the outcome was. Wow. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. What do you got, Brooke? I have a song that's new um, to like all people because who's who's heard of them? <laughs> you know, like, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was in the car the other day listening to um, just worship songs on shuffle, and it came on, and it what it did was this song brought me back to like my charismatic church days as a little kid 
Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I, yeah, I mean, so it was, it like brought me back. It transported me through time into a like a really fun spiritual place, you know, a time of worship. And I thought, I love this. Um, but it is called that's my King by bridge worship. And I've never heard of them. I've never heard of this song, but if you go and as soon as you look it up and as soon as it plays and you hear it, you'll be like, yeah, like <laughs> I can picture this song in a Pentecostal <laughs> church, you know, like, um, but it was, it's really good. And it's really fun because it really is just like, it's just lyrically, it's fun, but um, rhythmically it's strange. I could never sing this song. I'm, I don't have enough rhythm or um, I can't keep a beat in, in a way to make all the syllables make sense. I, I couldn't do it, but yeah. I like listening to them do yeah. it. But um, lyrically, like the chorus, it was cool because, um, well, the pre-chorus goes, wonderful and beautiful and glorious and holy. He's merciful and powerful. Who are we talking about? And it says, that's my king. We declare the glory. Give him all the honor. Altogether worthy. Who are we talking about? That's my king. There's no one before you. Yes, we will adore you. All of this is for you. Who are we talking about? That's my king. Um, and if I have a friend who I feel like does know this song or who doesn't yet know this song but hears this song and will love this song, it's Mama Hope. That I... Mm-hmm. That I can believe. I honestly need to text <laughs> it to her right now. You should. I'm going to. And tell her Eric says hi. Okay, I will. Happening now. Hope she, <laughs> hope she got home okay last <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, what about you? Last but not least. Last but not what's least. What's your song? Uh, so my song is, it's not really new, um, but one that, um, so I usually keep like a list of songs that I want to do. Um, you know, that like I'll hear a song, I'll say that's a song I want to do, mm-hmm. but you know, I just... Sometimes you never get to it. Sometimes you don't get to it. Sometimes it takes a while. You gotta, you're waiting for the right moment, the right opportunity, whatever. So this song has been on a, uh, on a to-do list for, uh, honestly, probably about a year. And Brooke actually sent me this song the other day. She was like, hey, this year we need to do this song. And I was like, if you only knew that this song's been on a list for a long time, but I just hadn't gotten to it i love when that happens so i'm uh, just hearing about this for the first time yeah (laughs) it's Uh, exciting (laughs) so my song is uh it's by hillsong and it's called fresh wind uh it's brooke lidgertwood um (laughs) is who uh who sings it but uh yeah it's uh the piano part is just super cool in this and it's extremely difficult so the other night i was sitting at home and i was like i want to learn this piano part and so i was sitting down there and it's, I mean, I don't, I'm not a piano player anyways, but, um, I could get like, I know enough to be dangerous. And I mean, I've played it for like an hour and I sounded like my three-year-old son, Bo was still <laughs> trying to play it. Like it is not easy. Um, but it's a fun one and it's really good. But is this an old album? Uh, I, I, no, I think, I don't it's a think single. so. Like I'm not even oh. sure it's on it. Well, album. they had this like, y- yes and no. I, I remember they released like a, um, it was an album. Um, you know, I'm going to have to look it up and come back to it because they like redid a handful of songs, but in a very, very like, you can't even say acoustic. Like it's, it, yeah, I mean the piano, like maybe some strings, like very like. Looks like it's back. Uh, so, yeah. I don't even know. It's but it's they released a whole bunch of songs that like it, it like if you played it, you were like in this form of prayer. Like it was the perfect mm-hmm tempo and sound and vibe if when you just want to like pray and just be still and I want to say that that song at least the version that like I that I like is on there on that but it's just this really cool um 
like tempo and vibe of it. Yeah. Like it's really nice. Yeah. But anyways, but um, good for thought. Yeah, I'll read. I don't know. Lyrically, it's just a good. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just good lyrically. Um, spirit, sound, rushing wind, fire of God, fall within, Holy Ghost, breathe on us. We pray. Um, as we repent, turn from sin. I love this line. This is my favorite line in the whole song. Revival embers smoldering. Because I just don't, I don't think I've ever heard the word <laughs> smoldering in a song before. And I but love that's that. what you said about trudge, too. Oh, I haven't. I've never heard <laughs> and you I, can't I, let it yeah. go. <laughs> no, there's, I've never sang the word trudge until through fire. That's so funny. Um, and then um, Breath of God, fan us and play. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven pour your spirit out and it's just it's good stuff which we talked about this a minute ago but i got in last episode or two or whatever but remember when we were saying how it's cool when we have written songs or even if we didn't write them we were like in live spontaneous worship Mm -hmm. singing certain lyrics whatever from holy spirit and it's so like encouraging when people who you love and admire who are you know paving the way for worship ministry and, and songwriting whatever are singing the same thing that Holy Spirit gave you. It's mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. this weird sense of like, A, unity is incredible. B, Holy Spirit, you are incredible. And C, it's like, man, I heard you, right? Yeah. <laughs> if these people are <laughs> hearing you and I'm hearing the same thing. Yeah. like, um, But re- we did it. It was like one of, it was like one of the very first, first Thursdays. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first three, first Thursdays that we did. And um, it, I feel like it was just me, you and Eli. And, yeah. um, there was, it was lyrically pour your spirit out and mm-hmm. a couple different things there. But like when you go and you hear a song that you're like, this is so good. It's by Brooke, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh my gosh, we've sang these lyrics before too. Yeah. <laughs> Without <laughs> knowing before the song yeah. existed. So anyways, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Holy Spirit's cool like that. That he is. So that has been, I've got a couple songs to listen to because I have not listened to either of those. So yeah, um, I've Same. got homework to do. But that's been like, as of late, the last few episodes we've done, I've been like, I've not heard your song. Yeah. It's ever since, was Yeshua? What was it? Yeshua. 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 <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Yeshua. There, that was the first episode that started for me where you started like saying a bunch of songs I've like never yeah. heard of. I started doing some deep yeah. dives. Yeah. Some deep dives yeah. into stuff. Wait, what is it again? Yeshua? Yeshua. Yeshua. It's the name of Jesus. Jesus. Is, is it Hebrew? His, yeah, that's what his mom would have called him. Okay. No, I mean, I don't know. I'm no biblical scholar. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's like, neither are you, Eric. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not claiming to be. I'm just telling you that's just what it is. That's what Google I'm said. I'm just going to say, I was, I'm was. i still questioning you on a few of those songs. Yeah, well. You're you might question me on my song after you yeah, listen to I'll, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna well, we talked about you questioning me on my song. On Take You Out Your Word yeah. from a while back. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's allowed. We're all allowed to do so. All right. Well, speaking of questioning. It's time to question Nate. I'm so excited for this. This is where Brooke takes over. Yeah. This is my favorite part. I love these episodes. But I just, I really value, like, I value knowing people. I, and I value, I feel like people know me. And what I think is so fun about these episodes is just that it gives and allows a real conversation to happen, to allow people to really get to know you. Mm -hmm. And in a different way than just like a quick hi and bye or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm just so grateful for this space to kind of be able to like be vulnerable and and share things or be open or just real because that's what people want. And so I think your story and your testimony is going to be, it's going to make for a powerful and impactful episode. So I'm very excited about this. So, Nate, we're going to start you off easy like we do every guest we have. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Warm me up. Um, but our first question for you, Nate, 
is what's something that most people may not know about you? Oh. Um, most people would probably not know that my name is not actually Nate. What is your name? Is it like Nathaniel Ooh. or something? Nathaniel is my middle name, but my first name is actually Jacob. Jacob Nathaniel Carter yes. is your full name. The problem in that is it's Jacob with a G. G-A-C-O-B. But isn't that, is that is your dad's name? No, my dad's name's Gary. But with a G? <laughs> it is with a G, that yes. Makes but sense with, Gary. with yeah. a J. It's Gary with a J. <laughs> uh, Jacob with a G. Jacob. Yeah, that's not My right. parents explained this to me, and I guess... I would dad, like to hear the explanation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad, my brother, and I all have the same initials. I don't know if, like, initials was a big thing back then that, or what. Well, it would sure but, help with, like, passing down, uh, what do you call that when you get a, um, you yeah. get your initials put on something? What's that called? Women call it. Like a, a monogram. monogram. It would definitely help yeah. with passing yeah. down monograms. I don't items. think that monograms are a thing then, but... Especially for guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jacob with a G, I can say that uh, That's a really I good dreaded answer. the first day of school each year. Did you really? Because they say your full name, like for attendance, oh, sure, especially yeah. in high school. And you have to correct them. Or in college. Yeah, that's And I'm awkward. like, it's Jacob. <laughs> like if you're in that, if you're next to me, it's Jacob. I go by Nate. Just disregard uh, Jacob. That's so So funny. is that your decision? Or is like... Your parents do. You know, I don't know like, how it came about. Okay. How yeah, I started I going by Nate, yeah, how, but, I, but it back? had to have been. You know? I, I, I remember in some videos, you know, home videos growing up, yeah. uh, looking back that they called me Nathaniel or my mom would say Nathaniel yeah. a lot. But so I would say like, maybe once I got, once I got friends, yeah. they're like, I don't want to say Nathaniel. Yeah. They were Let's like, just say Nate. There you go. Honestly, they were probably, yeah, I mean, they were like, we've made some mistakes here. Yeah. And so, uh, That's so funny. let's just go with Nate. Uh, well, yeah. see, and, uh, my brother's the yeah. same yeah. way. His first name's Terry after my papa, but his middle name is Blake. Yeah. And we've only ever called him Blake, yeah, my, ever. My brother goes by his middle name, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, It's I've got had a, one of my dear friends in grade school is the same way. His name was William Ryan. And I didn't even know his first name was William until I don't even know how old we were. But, like, Everybody only ever called him Ryan. I think that's so, it's not that it's weird. It's not weird no. at all. But it's just like, it's not as common as maybe you think it would be. Mm-mm. You know? Definitely that's not. A good, that's a I good haven't one. seen another Jacob with a G yet. I haven't met him. <laughs> just no. Write it, just, I just wrote it just to, just to feel what it would feel like to write it. And yeah. It didn't feel good. <laughs> it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't like it. So if there are any other Jacobs listening and your name oh starts gosh. with a G, please yeah, email in. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we need to start a support group. That yeah. is so funny. A Gawkab. A Gokub yeah. support group. You wouldn't Gokub. believe all the ways it's been pronounced. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. Uh, well, something that I also think that some people may not know about you, which I know will come up later, is that um, you are a seasoned worship leader. I don't know if you'd say seasoned. Yeah, you are. You're a humble seasoned worship leader. No. And with that being said, I feel like you can answer this next question really well. And from a different place, mm-hmm. like, then. You know, maybe some people. But the next question is, what's your favorite and least favorite song to lead? Well, uh, favorite song. It's It's been a little while since, since, you know, that I've led a lot of songs in a row. But I guess you could say from the stage, yeah. But 
um, I would say build my life. Yes. Isn't it's like worthy of every song, mm-hmm. whatever, that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a good Back one. when I was leading worship full time, you know, that this that was just one of my favorite songs to sing. And I don't know if it was because I felt like I was at that point in my life that I was making that declaration. Uh, and it's just a good song lyrically and, and the arrangement's good. But I would say build my life. Um, if I had to pick a different one, I would say a thousand names because I led that song a couple months ago. Uh, in Kid Depot, and then I sang it at a wedding, surprisingly, led worship at a wedding, and sang that song, and and that is just lyrically, like, it's just an awesome song, too, Thousand Names. I feel like that's one of Eric's favorite songs, because it's probably his most reoccurring song on any set that he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. He, I love that song. I say he can relate to that for sure. Yeah. I love Build My Life. I do, too. Yeah, that's a good one. I like A Thousand Names, too, but Build My Life just... It hits different for me. I like that. Um, that's a good one. But what about like your least favorite? Like when it comes up, you're uh, like, I will never do that again. Or don't even ask me. My answer is no. <laughs> this is always my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. And then it's the next assignment you I get. feel really <laughs> bad saying this song because like the lyrics of it are, are good. I don't know if it's just the arrangement of it or sometimes a song repeats itself a lot. Mm-hmm. And even though the lyrics are good, it's like, I got to the point now, and that's Waymaker. Mm, wow. I'm surprised you didn't just get I know. I know. Someone just <laughs> I know. booed. I know. Someone <laughs> is about to turn off this podcast. And I don't know, like, I don't know if it's the key. You, please don't. We'll put him in his place really quick. Or if it's, yeah. or what it is. I love, like, lyrically, yeah. it's a great song. I mean. It is a um, weird one, though. I mean, Leland... Well, I, I I changed the key of that one. Yeah, so they sing they don't not sing. The original key. They don't they don't sing in a normal And I human. and I have before in the past too, but it, yeah. but still, it's just. It's I get a, it. I get it. I, I mean, I think singing that song it can be hard. I have to be in the right from mood verse for that to song. chorus. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the tempo, you know of. Or there's always the one extra chorus well, that you yeah. don't feel like you need. <laughs> and I, I hacked that song way down. He did. Because yeah. I think it's, and like yeah. I took, there were like tons mm-hmm. of instrumentals took, and there's tons of repeats. Took eight minutes off I of it. Did. I did. Sh- that's one. <laughs> I'm, I normally, I, you know, whatever, but that song, I was like, it need and I, I think, yeah, it, it needed help moving yeah. better. I mean, the bridge yeah. of that song, though, Stellar. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Lyrically, right. it's, really it's great, sure. But yeah. the well, bridge of that—it didn't so help good. that probably every church in America did that song every, every Sunday other for Sunday. five years. It like years. came out yeah. like really yeah. like it. Yeah, it came to the top really. I quick. mean, you just yeah. did that a couple weeks ago here. Yeah, we did last weekend. Weekend before, we did. Yeah, I, I had know. somebody. And somebody came up the other day, and, and it, you know, I always I appreciate it. It's fine, you know, whatever. But they came up and they go, "Hey, you know a song you ought to do sometimes." It's called Waymaker. <laughs> I was like, boy, you have not been here for, <laughs> for, for like... Are you new? <laughs> ever. Like, I was like, that song's probably been done here for, I mean, a lot. A lot more than I'd like to admit. It's but. hard for... That song is hard, though, because, I mean, just truly, like... If like if I have to lead that song, it's so weird because I feel like you you're like, do I do this very low? Do mm-hmm. I do this very high? Do I do very low then high? Like it yeah. just sits at a real funny mm-hmm. spot, you know. And it 
The way that it progresses, it's like... I finally ah. found it. I bet I've done that song in five different keys. Yeah. <laughs> I finally <laughs> found a key that I like doing it in, there if you I'm going to sing it. Uh, I, I mean, I feel bad for saying it, but it is what no. it is. Well, you, you should. Know? You should yeah. feel bad. There's, I mean, there yeah. are people that have that tattooed on them. Probably. I, right I bet we get some <laughs> reviews <laughs> now. He, yeah, somebody, you will get some reviews. Somebody down their back says, even when I don't see it, he's working. You know, and yeah. just, they are offended right now. But and I okay. have we'll felt those slide. lyrics before. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You have to say that because you just offended our people greatly. Yeah. So you yeah. have yeah. to no, defend okay. yourself. That's part of it. You don't <laughs> just have kidding. To, I tell you, yeah. you don't hey, have I feel to like, like if they stuck around this long, they're used to they're used to that. That's yeah. your, it's great. It's funny. I love it. And one thing I really love to know, or what I would love to know about you, Nate, with this next question, I feel like, I feel like you might surprise me, um, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. But it is, what's one dream goal or thing you wish to accomplish one day? And the reason why... What were you why, expecting? Well, because you already do so much that it's like, but I feel like just in your character and who you are, like you probably have like such... It's who you are. It's who you are. <laughs> it's not even. <laughs> Anyways. But like, I feel like you do so much and you've experienced so much. And How and old do you think I am? I just, oh, what do you mean? Uh, You're in your 30s, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm just yeah. saying like, but like, and truly you, what like, I mean, just with like your business, with your family, with mm-hmm. your testimony, your, you know, your history and worship leading your heart for leadership here at Central and like doing elder stuff, like you've just you're you're a very cool person. You do oh, a lot of you. things that people don't know about. And so when you know you talk to somebody like Nate Carter about dreams and goals and things they want to accomplish, I'm like, oh, what could that possibly be? Like, I mean, I'm sure there. I feel like your answer is going to be really all. good. Well, I'm not saying <laughs> that. I'm saying like you're a dreamer and a go getter. So you yeah, probably well, have like a box of ideas. I'm sure if you would have asked me this, you know. Five, ten years ago, it would have been totally different because I think this changes as your seasons change um, and as your walk with God grows spiritually and, and that sort of thing. But I don't know if you'd call it a dream or a goal. It's more of a hope um, and a prayer, and that is I have five kids, and so... I my hope and prayer is that my my five kids all you know grow seeking God's will in every decision that they make in their life mm-hmm. and you know this year we have a high schooler for the first time and you let you you know you release some control when they go into high school and I've got a sixth grader that's cheers and and I mean, it just seems like yesterday that we just had Jude by himself. And so um, for me to think that he's going to be making decisions that can affect his entire life, you know, even in high school. And so my hope and prayer is that, you know, my kids continue to walk in Christ. And, you know, years and years down the road when, when I'm sitting in my recliner or whatever you want to call it and I have five kids come over for lunch or supper or whatever it might be that we're all still on the same page we're all still seeking God and and everything that we do and 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 just having the desire because there's a difference of just between you know saying you're a Christian but actually 
having the desire each and every day to grow closer to him. And so, yeah, um, I might have just went super deep. I don't know, but, but, no, that's but that's my, a, that was that's, my expectation of how you're going to answer this question. <laughs> like I was going to say, you like, would, this is the difference exactly. between me and Nate. <laughs> Brooke asked me this question. I'm like, I want a food truck. Yeah. <laughs> Elder Nate over here is like, I just want all my kids to come over for I lunch mean, and we all still be Christians. I, I, I could have like, said, yeah. you know, I want a Kubota dealership for yeah. each one of my kids. Yeah, no. and, mm-hmm. and yeah, that would be great. But in in the scheme of things, it really doesn't matter whether or not no, I have a yeah. Kubota dealership or not. Yeah. Um, so as you get older, as Brooke thinks I'm super old. I literally do not. It's um, not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what I meant. Your <laughs> your outlook on things changes. And and so, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. it's. I feel like that could go... And we could just honestly talk so much about that. Um, part of me is like, okay, Holy Spirit, do I? Holy Spirit, do I not? Um, but like... That has been something also on my mind um, a lot lately of just of the simplicity of like your responsibility of how you parent and how you pray today mm-hmm. impacts your children um, for so long into a, in, 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 a, in very deep ways. But you're like, it's so easy to go every day and just survive parenting. Right. And then it's like, but like what you do in your parenting impacts your children and and in like you know you're talking about deep ways like with their relationship with Jesus and who they are as mm-hmm. people and all these things whatever but like i also remember to the point where i got to a certain age where and it was with Hayden's parents it wasn't with mine at first which is this it's maybe that's very odd but i remember like there were there was like a season that Hayden and i were walking that like I don't know if it was just like a compliment or encouragement that his parents gave to us, but like, it was like, we gave them some sort of relief. Like they took joy in what we were doing and how we, the decisions we were making and just what our life was consisting of in this new season. Like when we were transitioning to ministry and all these things, whatever, like they had joy for us. Sure. But like they had joy and like this, light way like for themselves Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense but I'll never forget that like what that felt like when the Bible says honor your father and mother um but like even in your decisions like in in how you can the relief as a parent gives you and your children like you know that they love and they're following the Lord but I never saw that perspective from that side until um Monty Joan Craig well and I I might say this a lot but especially with five kids you have to be intentional in everything that you do because you you have, you know, a smaller amount of time to give to each one of them. It's not yeah, like you yeah. just have two kids and right. you can, you know, foster them up to do whatever you want. But mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like everything that we do has to, like, we have to, you know, really pray on our yes or no. Like, should we be doing that or should we not be doing that? Because it's taking up time. Yeah, so. absolutely. That intentionality is so important. I mean, I think it's a perfect segue, really, just to continue on conversation of getting to know you and your heart, um, which is why these episodes are so fun. Um, But Nate Carter, the last question we have for you is, what's your story? Well, um, I'm not from Mount Vernon, so... Boo. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, that's been episode two of season two. (laughs) Uh, I was... I've been born and raised in Fairfield, Illinois, the big metropolis of Fairfield. 
uh, my entire life. Um, went to a little country school called Jasper, uh, and then, you know, Mount Vernon's, I think, the same way too a little bit, but we have country schools that mm-hmm. feed into the high school. FCHS, um, grew up in church my entire life. Um, I don't remember, you know, I've always been in church. My parents both went to Bible college. My grand, Both sets of my grandparents um, were at the same church. My, on my dad's side, my uncle and his wife went to the same church. So I went to First Christian Church in Fairfield. We were there every time the doors were open and, you know, served every time there needed to be something or, or whatever it was. Um, I have one sibling, an older brother, who's four years older than I am. And I I don't know about you guys, but my grandparents played a big part in my life as well because, you know, I stayed with them a lot. We did everything together. Have you guys ever watched the show Blue Bloods? Yes. So I smile at the, uh, maybe it's not at the end of every episode, but when they all get done with whatever their deal, drama they're dealing with and they come around the table and eat Sunday lunch together, yeah, that was me. Like every other Sunday we would alternate which grandparents that we went to after church. And my grandma would prepare the meal. I There wasn't very many times that we went out to eat. <clears throat> we were... We're always going, and so, so my wife makes fun of me because every time that it comes to that part, you know, and they say something, and it's just, you know, I laugh, and she's like, "You really love this show, don't you?" I said, "I like that." <laughs> I said, "It just reminds me of yeah. of sitting around the dinner table after church, and and at one of my grandparents, we would all say the same prayer, even, and we're not even Catholic, yeah. and so." <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, my grandparents were a huge role. Um, on my dad's side, uh, I always remember walking in my grandparents' house, and my grandpa always had his Bible next to his chair, and most of the time he was reading a book or his Bible. My grandma was always trying to shove food down my throat when I got there because mm-hmm. she was wanting to make sure I was well-fed. On my other side, my dad always worked with his parents, um, and so I, my grandpa kind of helped me get a mowing business started. And so I always worked with my grandpa. He was a super hard worker and that's what, you know, he instilled a lot of values in me that way as far as hard work. And then I can always remember my other grand, my dad's mom taking us out for breakfast about every Saturday morning. And so they're a big part in my life. Um, Back to church, always grew up in church. Had John and Diana Clockengay as our yes. youth ministers. Um, so couldn't imagine any the other way. Great people. That's awesome. Um, really instilled a lot of values, you know, into me mm-hmm. throughout the throughout that season. Uh, met my wife um, actually at a True Love Weights event in Sims, Illinois. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was big. It was big. Um, How she, old were you? I was a Because weren't you kids? Weren't you like young? She you... was definitely a kid. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on, Elder Nate. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> she was. Because you were. 
I just remember that about you. You guys yeah. are young. Yeah, I met, get made right? fun of this part. Oh, I, it's, my, okay. it's my first name and, and this is, is what I get made fun of for. Um, I was a junior in high school and uh, she was in the eighth grade. Mm. How is that even bad? Well. It's not. It's not necessarily. We didn't. Basically, I could go to her house for like the first year um, of our dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a bad age. Yeah. Um, that's pretty so typical. Yeah. I mean, if Blakely came home and being like, "Hey, I'm dating this junior in high school," Eric would girl, say no. I'd probably be like, "But you're also no, not no. Nate Carter." No, that's true. If he well, he probably won't be either. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was from Wayne City. I was that's from so Fairfield, funny. so we met. Oh, in that's the middle what at, I meant, though, Eric. We met in the middle at Sims. So. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Um, that's sweet. But no, um, that night obviously changed my life forever, so so to speak. Um, but I'll talk more about her later. Um, turning point. She's worth talking about. Yes, she, she is. loves Callie. She is. Uh, kind of a turning point in my high school. You know, I'd always, you know, been baptized in uh, third or fourth grade, and you know, always had that desire. Uh, going, uh, I guess it would be junior summer, going into my senior year, CIY, uh, with the clock and gaze at actually SIU Carbondale. Mm. Uh, there was this worship band there. I don't even remember their name. I think it was one name is actually their name, Mm. but, um, that is where kind of, I'd always, I'd always sang in the past. I'd. My mom had me singing specials at church, you know, since I was a little kid. And I love singing. Um, but that is kind of where my worship uh, started. And so we started a worship band in um, my high school youth group. And uh, that's kind of where that whole thing took off as far as me understanding what worship was about and... Um, where my passion grew for it uh, was at CIY going into my senior year. And so we had this worship band every Sunday night and, you know, had a lot of kids starting to come to church and and it was a big deal for Fairfield, Illinois, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Uh, Went to college, USI, uh, for business. My dad worked with his dad. I always thought, I wanted to work with my dad, and I still am, and, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, it's not as easy as everybody thinks it might be all the time. Um, working with family and and working for yourself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, that's all I've ever known is family business. And... I, you know, just instilling in with in me a hard worth ethic, but also, you know, all this is for God's glory at the same point in time. I uh, got married a year out of college to Callie. Uh, we've been together for 17 years now. I think about 23 total. So I've been with her longer than I have not been with her. Um, I feel like that's how we all are, though. Almost, even with you and Adrian. Adrian and I crossed that threshold 
I think last year. Yeah, uh, same. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. Yeah, Hayden and I also are the same way. Definitely married up. Yeah. You did. She's yeah. the best. You're great, but she's the best. She is the best. <laughs> um, she keeps us all in line, and and uh, you know she makes me a better person, a better a better father. Um, she, uh, you know encourages me in my walk with with Christ and and keeps me on the straight straight line so so no um I don't know I we've had uh, some ups and downs earlier on in our marriage but nothing serious and and you know the longer that we've been together it's like the easier it gets and um she says I'm funnier than I used to be. Like that's her thing right that's now. That's what did it? I don't know. I, I thought <laughs> I was always funny. That's why it's gotten easier, <laughs> yeah. Nate. <laughs> yeah, maybe funny looking. I don't know, but uh, no. Like I, I'm not the type of person that stays mad, and so like I never want to go to bed mad at each other. And and I don't know. I just don't. I just don't hold a grudge, or, or it's hard hard for me to be mad at her. What's your enneagram? Do you know? I, I knew you were going to ask me this, and I and if I had time to take a test before I, you know, one of those quizzes before I came. Don't worry, Brooke will label you here real quick. Brooke will yeah, label I think me. I don't need you. Or I don't text I don't Maria because she's <laughs> she's told me a hundred times. That you need to figure and I, it out. And I, no, she's told me what I am. Oh, oh yeah. And I've taken the test in the past, and uh-huh. I I don't know if I agreed with it or not. But what'd you get? I don't even remember. That's how important it is to me. Uh, not so not very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways, continue. Uh, so where was I? Uh, my wife. Uh, we continue to go to church in Fairfield. Um, raised, had Jude. Jude. I have five kids. I haven't said that yet. Jude, who's 14. Neve, who is 11, almost 12. Knox, who is 8. Miles. And Trey. But Trey, yeah. Oh, is Trey younger than is Trey younger than Miles? Well that's the question. That is a good question. <laughs> Forget. And I can explain that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Trey is we just brought it up, didn't we? Sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, <sighs> we Trey is th- getting ready to be three a day after Valentine's Day. Oh. And then Miles I'll tell you. That's I, we, a whole yeah, thing. we yeah. think it's three, but I'll tell you later. So now, but Trey is your first adopted Trey's, child, yes. and Miles is your second adopted yes. child, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, five kids. I when we got married, I said two tops, and and God said, "LOL." Yeah, yeah. And my wife comes from a big, uh, crazy family, and um. She, you know, she's got four siblings, so mm-hmm. there's five of them. Mm-hmm. And I'd never been around that my entire life. Uh, before I met her, I was always just two kids. You know, we had, I had two cousins on the other side, and and uh, I just thought that's what a family looked like until mm-hmm. I met Callie, and, and uh, it's always entertaining with yeah. five kids. Yeah, that's the same with me. Um, my... Um, Older sister is um, two years older than me, and she was adopted. And mm. we recently just lost her. That's a whole other thing. But 
Um, she was, I've never known my life without her. Like she, my parents had her through the foster care system before I was born. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, even though she was adopted, like I didn't have that, like my life looked one way without you. Now it looks one way with you. Um, so I, and then I have my, then it was me. I was the oldest of biologically of my parents and then three younger siblings Mm -hmm. after that. So there were five of us. And, um, but anyways, so even like, I think it's kind of cool with like your kids, like, um, you know, just the, 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 with Miles and with Trey even being as young as they are and all that. Like, I think they, they won't remember their life without, you know. No. So we've had Trey since he was born. Yeah, exactly. We were at the hospital. It's just so cool. Anyways, God's so cool. Adoption's so cool. Yes. Praise God for it. And I, I, I mean, I. I'd always kind of thought about it in in the back of our mind, and mm-hmm. we'd talked about it, but not really had ever come to surface. And um, what adoption or having a big family? Both. Both. There you go. Both. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes it takes hard things in our lives to open up new doors. And so I was leading and serving in church, you know, and Callie's dad passed away. In, in July, I believe, of 16. And, you know, it just started making us question things and, you know, what, God, what are we doing with our life and what do you want us to be doing because life is short. And, you know, sometimes it takes those moments uh, for that to happen. A month later, I lost one of my grandpas. Um, and then it was that next November that we had went to Nashville uh, with my, uh, to one of my best friend's place, went to church with him that morning, and there was a guy there from Haiti who had taken pictures. He was like a professional photographer. He was actually, I think he was Britney Spears photographer or something at some point in time. But anyways, he, he took pictures right after the earthquake in Haiti, and all his pictures actually lined the U.N., uh, council right before they they went to you know to decide how they were going to help Haiti, and anyways we left that church service went started straight home and like and I don't even know if it was thirty minutes down the road you know it was pretty quiet and and I said what do you think about adopting and she said I was thinking the same thing and so over the next few months we we prayed about it and you know just asked God to open our eyes. If this is what you want us to do, then then we'll we'll do it. That was November. Uh, come January, we were starting the process of filling out paperwork, for specifically an adoption in Haiti. What year was this then? Two thousand sixteen. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I didn't know. I can't remember if you said it or not. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. So November sixteen. So then January seventeen, you started paperwork. Yes. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Um. I think also as your story progresses, like it's important for like our listeners to to get that timeline too. Yeah, because that's a yeah. huge deal. So yes, yeah. okay. Uh, Two thousand seventeen, and I might be totally wrong on that. It may have been fifteen. Pretty sure it was sixteen. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been quite a journey for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I should know that. Oh, I have good. down here of sixteen, but anyways, um, yeah, started that process. Um, Actually, March of 17, I got invited down there uh, to Haiti to Haitian Christian Outreach with um, some college guys. We're going from Lincoln, called their Week of E or whatever. 
But anyways, got to experience Haiti for the first time in March. In April, I started leading worship of 2017, and um, that was a whole new experience for me too because I had always it had always kind of been in the back of my mind, but I'd never really. Maybe I'd felt called, but I was ignoring it. Mm. <laughs> um, Can relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I'm wrong on the years because I led worship for four years, almost four and a half years, and then 2020 we came to Central. So, mm. um, that was probably 2015, or when our dad died. But anyways, regardless, uh, we were we're in 2016 leading worship. Um, in the adoption process for Haiti, uh, for some reason, you know, we had always heard that it was going to take three years or three years was a magic number. And, and for some reason, we just felt so called that God wanted us to do this, that we thought we were going to be a special story, mm. um, that it wasn't going to take that long. And boy, were we wrong. Um, but it still is a special story, mm-hmm. um, just not what in the way that we thought it was going to be. Fast forward uh, three years down the road, probably almost four years down the road, we get a call from our home study agency uh, from Regina. I love Regina. You, I don't know if you know Regina or not at Southern Illinois Baptist Children's Home. It's called something else here in in. Mount Vernon. Is it safe haven? Yeah, um, possibly. Is that? I mean, I'm not familiar. Do you know, Eric? Off the top I of your head? Uh-uh. Anyways, not sure. she always teased that she was going to steal us uh, for an adoption, and we're like, yeah, yeah, we're, right, we're not interested in that. And she called us and said, you know, I've been praying about this and praying about this, and I had to call it because your guy's name just keeps coming up. Like the Holy Spirit is leading me here in this to call you guys. Uh, I have a mother that just called me. Um, She is pregnant with a baby boy. She's due in about two weeks, and you have 24 hours to decide. And, you know, I think we had already decided at that point because previous to that, backtrack previous to that it had been so long and and the process had been so long we felt like god what do we need to be doing in the waiting like we just feel like we're just a stalemate here like what do we need to be doing and so we had started um working with safe families and hosting some kids in that nature and then we did that for a while and then we thought, well, let's do this a little bit more permanently. So we got our foster license. And it was like the week that we got our foster license, we got this call about Trey. Mm-hmm. And so like... Like you had 24 hours to decide if you're going to adopt him. Yes. It's like, oh, wow. Yes. That's wild. And so we said, we called her back the next day and said, yes, like, like we've been asking God for for purpose, for direction, like we've been waiting, like what do you want us to do? And this just falls in our lap. And obviously we prayed about it, but 
you know, it was just kind of a God thing um, on Regina's part and, uh, and through the process where we were. And so, you know, two, less than two weeks later, February 15th, we were at the hospital meeting Trey for the first time. And, you know, that was just a whole nother process of, of someone saying yes uh, to adoption, but then actually going through that. I, I was grateful that she let my wife in the delivery room during that whole deal. And, you know, we got her own room. But one of the hardest things ever was to take him into the room the day before that she was getting ready to leave and, you know, for her to say goodbye. And so um, that broke our hearts, um, but we were also so grateful for her decision, um, you know, to, to say yes to having Tim and to saying yes to adoption. And so... Um, yeah, Trey, February 15th, 2020. Um, and he has definitely uh, added a lot of excitement to our life. Well, and then also timeline, because didn't wasn't end of February, March was when COVID came for the first time. Yes. So you guys had yeah. Trey, and then you had, we had this crazy pandemic. Yeah, like the, we were lucky to like be right before Right before that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That real yeah. literally was like a week or two before everything yeah. started to like go haywire. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. So I was doing worship ministry. I had been doing it for four years. Um, you know, as you guys know, um, worship ministry just isn't picking out some songs and getting up on the stage and leading them on Sunday. And so I was working seven days a week for four years in a row because I had taken a full-time person's position, but I was doing it part-time along with working my full-time job of six days a week. And then on Sunday, you know, and sometimes I had to lead worship for a Wednesday night service as well, depending on what time of year it was. But, um, you know, I was just super drained and on the verge of burnout as far as worship goes, as far as... Some, sometimes church goes. Um, and so COVID a little bit kind of helped me decide <laughs> that I needed to take a break, but also Trey for the most part and having four kids was the biggest factor of me saying, okay, I've we've been through this season and it's time for me to focus on my family. And so August of 2020, um, stepped down, and we had been coming to Central on some Friday nights um, just to give us a chance to worship without me having any responsibilities or, you know, having me having to lead. And that was always um, just a great experience for us uh, to come on Friday nights and um, so we started coming here August of 2020, and we have loved every minute of it. Um, it wasn't an easy decision at all because, you know, that's the church that I'd always known. Um, that's the church where my grandparents were in the past. That's the church where my parents were and, and our friends that, 
you know, our kids have friends that go there that they go to school with. And all those different factors played into our decision. And, you know, even for me, like, like, you know, just the, I don't know if you want to say heritage or not, but just like knowing my grandparents had gone there forever and then I was leaving it. You know, I I had always dreamed that I was going to, you know, be at that church forever and helping to lead that church. And and anyways, um, God had a different plan for us because it has been nothing but great for us. It's been great for our family. Um, it's, it's strengthened our kids spiritually in their walk. Um, the people that go here... Uh, you know, we've made a connection with other people that we didn't have because they were in, whether they were in foster or they were in the adoption process. And in our season of waiting, um, it's like God knew that we needed that. Um, we needed other big families to come along, you know, Jared and Maria or one of those, um, just to see what it looked like and and for us to be able to you know, bounce stuff off of them or whatever it might be. And so, um, Trey's, at this point in time, Trey's two years old uh, in what I'm getting ready to talk about. But um, here we are still waiting for our, our Haiti adoption right before or right after Trey, no, right before Trey turned two we got our referral finally and we had changed our mat changed our match because we were waiting for a zero to two girl you know because <laughs> we've got plenty of boys and so we were waiting for a girl and you know we felt god now just saying listen maybe it's not a girl for you maybe you just need to open up and and be open to whatever i have for you. So we changed it to zero three. Um, we finally get a match and that would be miles. Um, get a little picture and that's during like right after COVID started and no, a few, we were still in COVID. COVID took way too long. I'm sorry. But anyways, <laughs> we're still in COVID. So normally you'd go down there like right after you get a match and you stay down there for 14 days and you get to interact with them and, and that's called your socialization visit. And, you know, they come and watch you. You get to see him, all that good sort of stuff. And and we end up getting to do all that over a, a Zoom call. And so we had never met Miles before until we finally got to bring him home. And, you know, on the there's not much interaction, obviously, especially with a. He was supposed to be a five-year-old, but most likely a two-year-old, um, over a camera, and so his face was always just, you know, lacked emotion, and and we worried about that a lot. And now here we are. Um, we went through some trials a month, month and a half before we got to bring him home because of the unrest in Haiti, and. We had been praying for so long that we were further along in the process, yet, again, it was a God thing because the the government had kind of shut down, and so we got what's called a passport waiver. 
and I think we were one of the first ones in the country to get it. And that was before we got to this process called Minister of Interior. And I know I'm boring you with this stuff, but I'll try to keep it quick. The God thing here is we got our passport waiver. Um, probably one of the first ones in the country. Uh, and finally get to bring him home after, you know, making two trips to Miami because the first time we were supposed to pick him up and then he was sick in the hospital uh, with cholera. And so we come back home. But then we finally get to bring him home, and and now we're hearing people that did not get a passport waiver are back in the Minister of Interior, and, like, that office is closed. Wow. And so we could have been sitting sitting here still Mm -hmm. just waiting had our process been further along, but it was all God's perfect timing right at the perfect moment Mm -hmm. that for some reason we were you know not very many people got that passport waiver in that midst of probably three or four weeks that they actually issued any and you know it's it's just another thing that we learned after we had already gotten him home that man god had his hand on that the entire time because we could have still been waiting because everything's basically shut down again at the moment. So from, so from, you know, like the very first conversation of like the call to adopt um, a Haitian baby to you right now in the season where you are finally able to bring Miles home, like tell everybody like the magic number of how many years that was. It was almost seven years. Seven years. Mm -hmm. Seven years. Like, I mean, truly there's no way we could ever have a podcast episode that would, contain all of what you walked in seven years, the ups and the downs and the everything in between, the seasons of waiting within the waiting, mm-hmm. the wilderness in the wilderness. Like you have, um, I mean, when you, when you walk wilderness, we've talked about this a lot before, but when you walk wilderness, yes, you have a wilderness season, but it's like there really is like a wilderness season in the wilderness season mm-hmm. <laughs> in the wilderness yeah, season, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's so layered. And um, I think what's been really cool is watching you and Callie go through that is especially towards the end when, um, I, you know, it almost got to the point where like we, we were like, it's so close. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, bam, you know, the war and all the yeah. things, whatever. And it was like, okay, we're not close. And then it was like, okay, we're, there's movement again. And then it's okay. Now there's not any movement again. And you, the d- depletion spiritually that can come, um, and the exhaustion that can come with like this, almost like the false alarms of like mm-hmm. the hope of like, okay, we're almost through this. And then it's another huge thing that like you have no control over yeah. and, and there's no way to do anything but pray and expect and believe that God will move on your behalf. And I believe that's what you're saying in the sense of like how you towards the end of this journey and you actually getting miles is like, there's no other way than but God. Because, yeah. I mean, here you are. I remember getting those texts. You know, you were on praise team. We had rehearsal on Wednesday or something, and it was you were asking for prayer about it. But I remember, like, it, it might have been, like, right after that or something. It was like we were asking for movement. You know, mm-hmm. we were asking for yeah. God to, to move on your behalf. And then, like, in no time, there was this news of, like, okay, he moved, and we're going to Miami to go mm-hmm. get him. And then we're all like, oh, my gosh, yes, you know. And then um, he's sick. And then you're like, wait, what? 
so again, you're like so close to what mm-hmm. you feel like is finally the end, and then it's not, yeah. and you come back. And then, so I mean, I felt like in the last few months, especially, like we were able to have the pleasure of praying with you and for you, um, and supporting you and Callie through um, that like final stretch. And it <laughs> you was know, definitely felt. But it was well, and, and praise God for it. But like we we really did like get a little taste of what like the seven years you guys have mm-hmm. walked had been like in just the few short months that we've been able to really, really know what's going on and to pray you through. And so I think, I mean, I think it's admirable. I think it's incredible. I think, um, you know, because now it's a whole new wilderness in the oh, wilderness. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's like, you're out, but you're not out. Yeah. It's like phase one check yeah. seven years later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so like, what about, how, how's that been? You know, like, cause I think it's really easy for people to think like, I've been praying for just, if you could just be here and just be home and we yeah. have them, you know, and it's like, maybe we're not prepared for even like then the next part of it, you oh know, my. because I mean, that's the, you know, the huge adjustment mm-hmm. or, um, adjustment right. of, of him being in America and you guys, um, raising a Haitian baby, you know? Yeah. So when he came home, he could not speak any English nor understand any English. Um, and so we were really, really worried about that. Um, he was very malnourished when we first got him and we were worried about that. And, you know, we were worried about the attachment um, because of just what he had been through. And uh, and so, yeah, the first couple of months, we were, like, in a different wilderness. Yeah. And it, I, I know that, it's, again, it's just through God's you know, perfect timing and, and everything that he has arranged through this entire thing. Like the first two or three weeks, four weeks was very tough. But ever since then, like each week, it, it's just another like, you know, check mark off the off the list as far as to him adjusting to our family. And honestly, it seems like it's been longer than than it has, but, um, he is, he has been perfect. I mean, I, perfect for a three-year-old or four-year-old. Right, we're, yeah. we're, we're still questioning his age mm-hmm. back to his age because of his size. And, you know, he's, he's smaller than my three-year-old than our three-year-old. And, um, we've had some testing done and, and that sort of thing and know that birth certificates in Haiti aren't always accurate and so we I have a feeling we're going to be around the three mark um, when we get his bone scan and that sort of thing that kind of tells the age his age a little bit better but um, we're it's been crazy because I didn't think we would have instant twins Uh, (laughs) 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 uh, but we we basically do and so those two I mean they have kept us on our toes and there for a while when we first brought him home there was a lot of of hard nights and there still are some hard nights um but right before that Trey was going through a season of hard nights and praise God that like in his perfect timing like a week before or two weeks before we brought him home like everything was smooth with Trey he was sleeping through the night and and has been ever since for the most part and so five kids is is one thing, but like 
just instantaneous toddler twins along with the whole adjusting mm-hmm. of not speaking English. Right. I mean, total culture shock. <clears throat> total culture For shock. You For and both him. of us. Yeah. 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 And we, th- I don't know. I just, I'm one to just kind of dive into stuff like, yeah, it'll work. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I was a little nervous. Kind of like, it was almost like bringing your uh, child home for the first time, like your first kid, and you didn't know what to expect or or, yeah. or what to feel. Or um, Been doing a lot of that thing yeah, lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that's what it was like, mm-hmm. even though he was the fifth. It was unknown territory for us. We had heard stories, some good, a lot bad. Um, but our, personally, my wife might say different depending on what day it is, but, uh, our story has been, has been hard. It's been busy. Um, it's been an adjustment, but it has been like his adjustment from going from zero English Mm -hmm. speaking Haitian Creole around Haitians Mm -hmm. all day long to, being around white people all the time <laughs> in Fairfield, in Fairfield, <laughs> Illinois, and not speaking, you yeah. know, speaking English. It's mm-hmm. he's he's been great, and you know, the smile that he has just bring just lights up the room, and you know, just couldn't imagine life without him. And already, yeah. How long has he been in your home? Just a few months, right? Yeah. And what, in, what is? <laughs> we brought him, we, we, we brought him home um a week before thanksgiving i believe it yeah, was yeah i mean and it's just now almost february while we're recording yeah. this so i mean just a few months yeah and then to already in god's faithfulness and in his goodness to already be like what would our life be like without yeah. you you know yeah and he's he started daycare about almost a month ago now wow. three weeks ago and and the first week of that was hard, but now mm-hmm. he loves, you know, he loves kids. He Aww. loves going to daycare, and um, it's just been an experience altogether. But uh, God has just been uh, my my father in law always used to say he was he was truly blessed, and you know that rings truer to me after he's gone, now that he's saying that, you know, every day, like my, my entire life really, like, you know, yeah, I've lost some people in my life and, but compared to what, especially compared to what Miles has come from, like, I don't have to worry about whether I have, I'm going to, what I'm going to, if I'm going to have anything to eat for supper or lunch or breakfast, I, you know, we worry about what are we going to, what, what is it that we're going to have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember one of the first few nights you guys had him home, like you had texted an update and I was to Eric and I was asking Eric about you guys, you know, and he said, well, he's like, I think, you know, it's okay. It's going, it's going about it. Yeah. Probably is expected yeah. to be going. And, <laughs> yeah. um, I believe Eric, if it wasn't you, Nate, I'm pretty sure it was Eric, but, um, it was about how like, um, Callie had made rice for him for dinner or something, but mm-hmm. like, every speck of the oh rice my, was yeah. off his plate. And you just think like, 
I'm thinking about my Matthew, like our youngest. I mean, he there our dogs sit under his chair at the dinner table because yeah. there are crumbs all over the Trey's floor. Trey's the same way. And and all you know what I mean? Like he it's just everywhere. Yeah. And then, you know, to have, you know, a young boy and from that culture and like you said, worrying mm-hmm. about whatever, like to have every single speck of rice off of his plate. Yeah. Like I think, you know, what does that, that I mean, that's he, just crazy. He is a magician with that spoon <laughs> and, and and getting every every Gosh. last grain of rice oh. off of his plate. And just, that's already habitual for him. Yeah. From where he came from. And you know, I like I said, my like I've just been blessed my entire life. I've mm-hmm. been blessed with my fa- the family that I grew up in, the church that I grew up in. You know, the wife that I have, the kids that I have, I, I, I've just been truly blessed, and and I'm grateful um, for that. It reminds me of the Brandon Lake song that you mm-hmm. guys mentioned a few weeks ago. But grateful, the gratitude, gratitude, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know that would be if I, if I had to like put a my life to a few words, I would say that I was truly blessed. Um, and, you know, it has there been some rough times, but it's been through this season of the last seven years, um, I've grown to, to feel like if I'm comfortable, then I start to get a little bit worried because God's not here to, I mean, God doesn't put me here to be comfortable. And so I'm always looking for that uncomfortable thing. Um, to spur me on to be able to, you know, to put my trust in him knowing that he's going to get me through it. And so, I don't know, my wife might be in a different stage right now, but, yeah, it is really crazy at our house, and we just try to make it one day at a time. But I'm interested to see um, what God has in store for us next Um to put us through that next season, like, what's it going to be? Like, uh, I guess that's what I need to start <laughs> praying about now. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying, I mean, right now I just need to enjoy my five kids and the what, you know, that what he's blessed us, blessed us with. And, and so, yeah, um, long story. Oh, Sorry. No, we we I love it, f- and our people like love it. I've brought you up to speed, but no, yeah, it's great. I have at least one question. Um, Shoot. So if you were, I mean, I think obviously not that you wouldn't say that. There's been plenty of times where you've had doubts or questions, or you know, um, even probably angry moments. You know, with God, it, it, you know, all those all those things. Um, but for somebody that might be listening out there right now that um, would say, I don't know, I don't know that I should or can trust God. I think your story is a, both you and Callie are are a representation of um, what faithfulness and trust can yield in God. Uh, Again, not that you would say that it was every moment is that way, but I guess the question would be, why would you tell somebody to trust God? Why can they trust God? I mean, I just look back to to my story. I mean, it it seems like for me, and maybe it's just me, but 
when I'm in when I'm in one of those questionable moments or or if we're going through a hard time in our life, all I can do is worship through it. And and I think about people that have gone through life tragedies, whether they've lost someone or whatever it might be. And I and sometimes I question like how do people like what do people have to hope for if they don't have God, if they don't have Jesus, like what other hope is there in life? Um, especially to people that have lost a loved one maybe too early, um, whether it's a child, maybe it's a child. Um, I just don't understand for me, and maybe it's hard for me to understand this question, but I don't understand what people put their hope in because everything else seems to crumble so quickly. Um, but, you know, I've been to some of those visitations and funerals or whatever it might be. And I just think like, what do people do without Jesus? Like, what do they put their hope in? What is the purpose of life? If, if you don't have a purpose in serving it towards, you know, if you don't have something to focus on and, so yeah, I, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but no, it does. Yeah, yeah. love that. When you were talking, I um, wrote down like if I it was like if I could just summarize um, a takeaway or like just a piece of wisdom like from you that like I can apply to my walk and my family and all of that. But I wrote down first to be a person that desires the will of God. Mm-hmm. You know, to truly desire what does God have for me and like to be hungry for that, mm-hmm. to be hungry for like, I want what you want for me more than what I want for me. And there's no, I don't know that we can reach that place without wilderness. And yeah. I could preach on that and write a book on that for sure. <laughs> you know, and one day I may, mm-hmm. but like there is just the wilderness just crushes you to the point where you really are like, it, or it gets you to a place where, where, like you said, like, where would you put your hope, you know, other than Jesus? Yeah. And, like, would all that is stripped away, and it is only just Jesus. It's like, you that's when you can really get to a place of, like, I want what you want for me mm-hmm. more than what I want for me. And you can really mean that. You can really be at a place to really mean that and pray that. And then I also wrote down um, to remain faithful and obey, um, just, like, stay the course (laughs) for the call, you know, just, you know, I, you think of the seven year, um, journey that is honestly still ongoing (laughs) really, but like the seven years from the call to, I don't want to say the end, but like to like, he, he called you to, um, a Haitian adoption and seven years later you received it. You know, and I think like there are a lot of people who um, our faith can be very lukewarm and our faith can be very weak. Our faith can be very questionable. Our faith can be very um, just unbalanced or just not steady or whatever. But it's like in seven years to like remain faithful and to still obey. And how many times would you think you were crazy or people who heard your story would think you were crazy like, Oh, did God really call you to that? Because <laughs> that was six years ago. Yeah. And are you still those crazy people who now yeah. seven years later are still believing you heard God? Yeah. Yes. And that's biblical. And not only is that biblical, 
it's biblical because that's what what it's every story in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what and I mean? I, like and I don't know so what it was, many testimonies in in the Bible, yeah. like the longevity of the of their of your wait, you yeah. know, of of that season of from when God spoke something to when you see it come to pass. And we're still living in that moment of like you mm-hmm. spoke something and here we are believing it'll still come to pass even though we've not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyways, I just think that's powerful and um, I think that's just like a word for us from your story to kind of really chew on and is just to be a people that can desire the will of God, that can remain faithful and obedient, and that we can stay the course to the call. I think that's powerful. Uh, Nate Carter, we love you. <laughs> what a what a good episode. I bet we're past the hour mark, aren't I, I bet, we? <laughs> yeah, bet we are way past. Is this your longest episode? <laughs> I don't know. There's a... We're probably bordering. We're getting close. We yeah. are We are getting close, but no, it's good stuff. Yeah, well, sure. I awesome. thank you guys for inviting me. Like I said, I listened to your episode on your episode seasons, whatever you are. Yeah. Podcast. We don't all really the, know either, Nate. All the we time. Just stuff out there. All the time. And, and it's always something different. Uh, the topics are different, and it's always um, encouraging. And so I thank you guys for, even though sometimes it probably just seems like you come in here and have a conversation um, praise God, most of the times, I mean, every time that I've listened, your conversation has had a point and a purpose, and I know that it's that it's touching people that listen to it. So thank well, you for inviting me. Saying that. Yeah, thanks, Nate. You could write that in a review, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, put uh, it somewhere. All right, I'll yeah, think about that. Yeah, you think about it. And He's going to ask you in a few yeah, days. Yeah. He's yeah. going to touch base. I'm going to be scanning. I'm going to be scanning all of the sites uh, and seeing, like, did Nate leave something somewhere? That's but, hilarious. No, but we appreciate you taking the time mm-hmm. to, I know you're busy. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you have a business and five kids, which just is, all of you people are nuts, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's We're catching me, up. One day you'll get on board. <laughs> I... I try to speak very carefully around that because... Because, um, you know, if you I, say the wrong thing... God might have some different... The Lord sends yeah. humor. There are things that God knows, I think. like <laughs> He's just like, there, there. if I want to continue to use Eric, I think there's uh-huh. just there's certain limits that oh. he, he has for me. But, um, yeah. but we'll see. Maybe someday. That's so funny. But hopefully I stay with two. But yeah. that's just me. But, um, yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to share, share your story. And, yeah. Um, just share it with other people. And like, um, like you said, and hopefully it's a encouragement as we all have experienced seasons of, of, of waiting. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are listening to this that I'm sure are sitting in one of those seasons right now. So hopefully mm-hmm. this will serve as an encouragement to them. Or if you know somebody that is in one of these seasons or struggling, uh, in a season like this, this could be uh, something you could send and share to them that might be an encouragement, uh, to them that mm-hmm. we don't know, uh, how long the wait will be or if the wait will ever end, but um, there's a lot to learn in the wait, and there's a, a lot of good that can come from the wait regardless of how long. So we appreciate Nate coming and Thank you. sharing your story and uh, sharing that with us. And as always, leave those ratings, reviews, share this episode with somebody, and uh, we can't wait to uh, have some more Praise Podcast episodes coming your way this year and more uh, What's Your Story uh, episodes coming Uh, your way this year and if you are uh, somebody that is listening to this episode in the Carbondale area uh, we're going to actually be coming to do a uh, connection night uh, where we're going to be there in person we'll be doing some worship Uh, John will be there speaking but if you're in the Carbondale area February 19th at uh, 6 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center you should come hang out with us 
and uh, we'll, we'll have some time of worship. We'll get to meet each other, and uh, we would love to, to hang out with you there. Uh, so again, that's February 19th, um, Connection Night, Carbondale at the Carbondale Civic Center. So hopefully you listen to this episode before February 19th. But uh, if not, then you missed it, and that's too bad for you. But we will, uh, we will see you uh, next time. We have a praise podcast. As always, let's be people that in every day, in every way, bring the praise. We'll see you next time.